Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. Hello, this is Sarah Seckler. And as you can hear, I am a bit sick. Um, It's been a rocky month. And I've actually been on and off sick for about three weeks now, which is wild. Um, My immune system was greatly compromised uh, right after my birthday in early June when I got a stomach bug. It might have been neurovirus or food poisoning, something like that. Um, Very, very ill for like 36 hours and completely just depleted my body. Um, I feel like I've been, ever since then, I feel like I've been trying to build my immune system back up, uh, get fluids, you know, (laughs) reestablish the health of my microbiome, whatever. Um, But I've just been really low. Uh, And then the second week, um, I was hit with like some really intense grief over Father's Day weekend. And I think that that stress just took my immune system. And it was like another hit. So lots of grief around there. Um, And then a couple days after that, when I was starting to feel better, I woke up with a really sore throat that has only morphed into a head cold, uh, stuffy nose, all that good stuff. So I have really been struggling to get anything done in my business. My brain has not been accessible, um, just feeling like mush, and I've had really low energy. So one of the things that I decided to do to really honor kind of where I'm at and something I've been wanting to do in my business for a long time is to take a summer sabbatical of sorts. Now, I am still going to be working and doing some things, but mainly it's kind of reprioritizing where I'm spending the majority of my time. So I decided to take a break from Instagram and made a post about my summer sabbatical. And if I do feel called to share something in my stories every now and then, that's fine. But essentially for about two and a half months, I plan to be off of social media, really limiting my time on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Um, I don't think I'll be perfect with it, but I would really like to refocus. And in doing so, I really want to find my identity again. I think as a business owner, it can be so easy to get 
wrapped up in your identity being the culmination of your business and what you do online and how you show up for your audience and your students. And sometimes it can be easy to forget who you are outside of your business. And that is something I've just been noticing more and more. So really taking time over this summer to come back to who I am apart from my business and with a lot of intention, just look at how I'm living my life. Because for so long, the majority of my time and energy has been going into building this business. It is no easy feat, as you may know. And I'm very excited to not only reclaim my time, but also really go inward and do some more healing, you know, work more through some of this grief uh, and mental health struggles that I have uh, and really start, you know, building up my immune system again. Um, But also, you know, tending to my home and really decluttering. I've noticed uh, that for me personally with my CPTSD, uh, clutter has just become like something that I like more so than ever in my life. I, I've always been kind of a clutter bug. I'm not like the me- like the messiest person, but I'm also kind of a little bit of a hamster. So I've really just noticed the amount of stuff that I've let, that I've let accumulate in my life, how much is this around our house. And one thing that I found really interesting about being so sick these past three weeks is, you know, when you're sick, you have limited energy and limited capacity and how how much stuff we have, even like the amount of mugs we have, means that the dishes were able to pile up. And when my husband's like gone and on duty and there's no one else to help me with that stuff, um, you know, it really piled up quickly. And so I started asking myself on these days lying in bed where I couldn't really do much of anything and the light bothered me and I couldn't even talk or listen to stuff. I just had all this mental time in my head And I started really asking myself, like, what would it be like if you truly simplified your life? If you truly, you know, had fewer things, fewer decisions to make, fewer, um, just looking around the room, having less stimuli on a regular basis. And that's kind of where I'm coming to. So I'm not quite sure how this is all going to unfold or how I'm going to be able to really declutter my home to the ideal that I want, but there's a couple things that I'm trying and a couple things that I asked my mom about who has really decluttered her life in the past few years to an amazing extent. And, you know, so one of the first things I asked her was, I said, I have so many things that I've created over the years, and especially over the pandemic, spent a lot of money I shouldn't have, but you know, Um, (laughs) I was like, what do I do when I have all these things that I truly love, but I'm not able to use them, right? Because there's so much of it, right? There's so many things that have accumulated that now have to go in tubs into my closet or tubs stacked up under my desk to the point of, when I want to sit down and journal or scrapbook or any of that stuff, I can't even really get started because I don't even know what all is available to me. And she really said something that really stuck with me and that really has been helping me. And that was, you know, what's your end goal? Like, what do you really want to be doing with your time and with your space? And what stuff is getting in the way of that? 
you know, and there's something to be said for only having a few of something. You know, my my husband over the years, his thing has been, he's been growing his guitar collection slowly. And, you know, that's not something that you can easily grow because guitars are typically not, not super cheap. And, you know, he's he's got a handful now. And he was telling me the other night, you know, I often think about what it would be like to only own one, you know, and to really like downsize there and like how much more I would cherish that one guitar and how I would never have to make a decision about which one I want to play or which one I want to tinker with because it would just be the one that I own. And, you know, I, I think about that with planners. I don't think that's possible for me because planners serve so many different purposes and there's different ones. However, it did really start having me think about you know, all the things that I have, all the craft supplies, all the pens, all the washi tape, and how it's all wonderful and amazing and abundant. But at the end of the day, it's almost like it's it's almost impossible to even pick a washi tape to put on a page in a journal to start writing because I have so many. So it's almost like this abundance of choice becomes too much. At least for me, it becomes a barrier to taking action on what I actually want to do with my time. And if I had fewer choices in my life, that would actually give me more time freedom because it would allow me to truly take action instead of sitting at my desk and asking myself all these questions like, how are you going to clear off your desk space? Where are you going to put all this stuff? Um, and then feeling guilty about it and feeling annoyed about it or which journal are you going to use? I have that question all the time. You know, I have all these different Hobonichi planners and notebooks and sometimes it's hard to know which one I want to use. And what would it be like if I just devoted myself to one journal for, for journaling and writing, you know, every year and that was it. And there was never another decision to make. And so even moving forward, um, into, you know, we're coming up on fall and everything in a few months. I'm really thinking like, I need to really make a decision and a commitment about what all of this is going to look like. So those are a few of the things that have been going through my head. And when I think of my, my office space, I really think of barely anything would be ideal, right? Like maybe a couple, um, like maybe my, my main desk and my stand up desk, and then just having a bookshelf with my planners and having a tub for my stickers and things that I can access, but really just getting rid of a lot of these other trinkets and things. Like I've always considered myself a maximalist, but I'm, I'm just starting to feel more overwhelmed by that stimuli. So those are a couple things going through my mind. Another exercise that my husband and I did the other night was we sat down on the couch and we each had our iPad and we started making a list of like without looking at our stuff, what are the top 100 things that you want to spend your time, you know, using and doing? And so, like, you know, um, we didn't get into, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, oh, I want a desk or whatever. Like, furniture, all that stuff, sure, that's, like, a given. But I really started thinking of what are the things that I own? Like, if I had a blank, empty room, what are the things right off the top of the bat that I know that I would want to keep? And it was really interesting. We both actually got stuck after about 11 things. Um, but, you know, for me, I'll share some of the first things that popped up on my list were my Nintendo Switch, um, my journals and planners, specifically my brain dump book, mindful productivity guide, my Hobonichi Weeks planner, um, Astology planner journal, um, you know, specific pens that I own. 
and, you know, my iPad, my iPhone. And after I got through about 11-ish things, I found it was, like, very obvious, like, what I want to spend my time doing, right? And, like, a couple other things trickled in there, like, um, you know, like, my watercolor supplies or a paint-by-number that I'm working on. And I noticed that the things I was not listing off were, you know, um, all these extra purses that I have that I've accumulated, right? Or all these different decor items that I have that are, like, super cute, but I'm not thinking of them first. In fact, I kind of forget that they exist. And I think that's what's tough about getting rid of stuff is I will be like, okay, I know what I want to put in my room, and then I'll see something that I totally forgot about. And it's like, oh my gosh, I get this flood of like, I love this thing so much. How could I part with it? And I have to ask myself that question, that wonderful question that my mom asked, you know, like, what is this true? Is this truly like serving you? Is it getting in the way of you actually doing what you want to do? Right. And all of this is to say that I feel like this summer sabbatical is going to be about really determining that in this chapter of my life, what am I ready to embrace? What do I want to let go of? How can I let go of any guilt associated with the things that I've accumulated? And how do I ultimately want to simplify? And there's no like hard and fast rules about this. I'm not trying to be like a minimalist or only own a hundred things or anything like that. But at the end of the day, even some of the books that I own, it's like I've had some of these books sitting on my bookshelf and every time I see them, it almost just causes me anxiety because I haven't read it yet and I feel like, oh, I need to read it. And I'm kind of like, if you haven't read it in the past five or eight years, maybe it's time to just write down a list of the books that you have and donate them because there is a thing called a library. So these are some of the thoughts I'm having. I'm also really excited to simplify my business more and really work on, you know, revamping a pretty productive life and getting that to a point where it's more focused and the outcomes are even more clear. And having just published with purpose and pretty pr productive life be my main two core offers and really simplifying my business. And in stepping away from social media for a while, I hope that that inspires me to do more writing and blogging and podcasting. I think, you know, we hear this all the time that, you know, newsletters are dead or podcasts or blogs are dead, but I have really been enjoying going back to blogs and reading and having that longer form content that you can actually understand. I'll be really honest, whenever I see like a reel or a TikTok and I have to like quickly try to read something that people are pointing at really quickly, it's not enjoyable. I would much rather read a newsletter or a blog post. Maybe it's because I'm a geriatric millennial, but I want to really go deep with content. And I think that a lot of people are feeling that. We want to slow down. The world is so heavy and chaotic right now that all these like fast paced, quick social media posts can sometimes just keep us in that heightened stress response. So I'm really looking forward to slowing down and unplugging where I can, taking control of things that I can, and so that I also have the energy to make an impact in the world, you know, to stand up for some of this bullshit that is happening in the United States right now and to take action and to make sure that I have the energy I need 
to to rally to peacefully protest to whatever so that i can actually you know to vote to get out there um to make things more accessible for people so those are the reasons for my summer sabbatical those are some of my goals and if you're thinking about taking a break from social media i say do it and just a reminder that you know real change happens behind the scenes there are tons of things that we could all post on social media and i know it makes us all feel like we're doing something uh, and it's important to get information out there and to know what's going on but if it drains you and if it just makes you depressed it's not really truly serving you or changing anything in this country right so do what you can to take care of yourself and take action where you can and don't underestimate the power of taking local action that is where a lot of change happens and we all need to be voting locally and be aware of our local government and the changes that are taking place Um, and that is where we can sustainably all come together and actually change the course of history in this country so that is my spiel there i um thank you for listening to my very different voice as i work through this podcast and i've been recording this on my ipad in voice memos and we have our ac going it's going to be hot here today but i am looking forward to hopefully getting better soon and not being so sick boosting my immune system decluttering and simplifying if you've enjoyed the podcast please hit subscribe and keep on listening I hope to be back here soon with more episodes, and I'm so glad that you've been listening. Have a wonderful week ahead. Take care of yourselves. Be safe.